When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Lost in America, episode 61. My name's Turner Sparks. <coughs> I'm Coffee Kaplan. Jesus. <laughs> Coffin Kaplan. This is our live podcast today. It, we're live. Look at all these people. This is us. We will be, we are live in uh, undisclosed location right now. But in a minute, we're going to go to our Stand Up New York show. It happened a few days ago. We're going to go back in time. Back in time to the live show on the podcast. We have Ronnie Chang from The Daily Show. We have Michael Costa from The Daily, Daily Show. Show. We have James Altucher sitting in from the news. <laughs> from What's where? he from, Kathleen? He's from, he was just sent to us. Like they, We were told, this is the guy you want to have on the news. <laughs> he was sent to us from above. We're not really sure. We were we might cough off microphone. Sorry, is his name James or John? We're not James sure. James Altucher. Right. He's a part owner of Stand Up New York Comedy Club. He also somehow knows something about Bitcoin. Google him. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know much about him. Anyway, Ronnie. So we have Ronnie um, Chang. We're talking to him about growing up in Malaysia. Uh, he grew up in Malaysia. Now, then he moved to Australia. Then he came to America. So he's been all over the place. Michael Costa. We talked to him about playing ten- a lot of tennis talk, right? Yeah, that's what the fans. We knew that's what, we knew an audience. We know this is what the fans are going to want to talk here is talk about tennis. Everyone wants to know. It's more, America's pastime. More about tennis. One thing I'll say is. The audio on this. I've spent a lot of time trying to fix it. Yeah. We had some kinks. Um, there's some stuff that's going to sound loud, too loud. Try, I've, we've done our best we can to fix yeah. it. We toyed with the idea of not putting this out, but you know what? Everyone wants to hear it. Yeah, that, that would be a riot if we didn't put this out. Be, <laughs> it, be, be it was a, like the Kennedy uh, tapes. People need to see this. Exactly. Hear this. So warts and all. I will say the loudest parts, the, the funniest parts, there was lots of really funny stuff that just too loud. We couldn't put it out. It broke the mics. You know, it was, it was, you don't want to hurt your ears is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. So we don't, we don't want to overblow you with laughter. Right. So no, but it's a good pot. It's a lot. It was a ton of fun. Did you have a good time? I had a, I had a good time for what I remember. I did drink a few. You had a couple of cocktails. They they told me I got one free drink for being a comic. I was very excited. (laughs) I got one. So I just said, give me a vodka. I didn't realize that the comics life, it's not like kettle one or something. It's like some well vodka. Oh yeah. Of course. On the rocks. I just chugged it down and. Then the rest of the night was, I don't remember much. but That's it, was, it and that it was, was the end of it. Yeah. Well, should we, let's Met. do shout-outs, because we had tons of friends who came out, tons Met. of pod fans, yeah. tons of guests. Uh, you go first, then I'll go. Well, I think we had to first give a shout-out to Blue Shirt, pod lawyer. Blue Shirt. Who did not charge us for the appearance. You're a moron. Yeah, he he was sitting there. He seemed like he was having a good time. He was eating a salad the whole time in the front row. He looked like he was like one of the buy-the-pound salads from like a to-go bag. <laughs> he wore a blue shirt. <laughs> he wore a blue shirt. Hammer was there, former Fa- podcast. Fashion correspondent. Fashion correspondent, we had um, um, your wife. Uh, Randy Kaplan. Randy Kaplan, my wife, yeah, yeah. We had good friend Kerry Kellogg, who's a big fan of the pod. He brought a few friends, Ian Soga. Who we, else you got? We had my aunt was there and my uncle. Your aunt and uncle were there. They, they, they were, uh, we had... Uh, my friends, Nate Johnson, Carlos Musso. Tons of shout Let's do more shout-outs. Let's right? just keep shouting out. Anybody else you got? Oh, what about our uh, libertarian friends? Jeremy Carrican. Jeremy Carrican came. He, he had the best coat of the night. 
I would give him that. He had a very nice-looking jacket. It was a party. And it was his birthday, by the way. So shout-out to Jeremy. Thanks for coming on your birthday, man. Happy birthday. But it was was like such a party. Everyone, it was a celebration of the podcast. Well, people, word spread, people wanted to come see me fail. And I saw them. I saw the looks in their eyes. They were all ready. And I saw I was very... That chair, we were on bar stools. Can I give away a little bit of the visuals? Sure. And I just said, I'm going to sit in this bar stool. I'm not going to fall off. People expect me to fall off. Did not happen. And life happens to me all the time. I sat up straight. All right. I couldn't slouch. Didn't fall. We're gonna say we're gonna do a post game after you oh, guys listen oh, wait, to this. Oh wait, wait. do that. So save <laughs> save any of these comments for the post game. But I'll, I'm just gonna say you did a great job. It was great. We had a blast. So we're gonna get to it. Before we get to it, Amazon guys, if you want to support, if you're not in New York City, first of all, we're, oh here's the last thing I want to say. We're gonna be doing these again. John, shout out to John and Stand Up New York. Great comedy club. They put on, they help us put on a great show. They want us back. So we're going to be doing this probably in March sometime. We're going to do another one. We're going to have new guests. It's going to be great. Um, But, okay, so come to that. If you can't come to that, or even if you do, Amazon. Christmas is coming. (laughs) Holidays are coming. Hanukkah's coming. Whatever else you celebrate is coming. Amazon, do your shopping. Go to Lost in America Pod first. Click on the... Um, the advertisement in the top right hand corner will take you back to Amazon. Do all your regular shopping. That's it. Now I got a few dates. Dates? You're going on some dates? I'm going out on dates. <laughs> December 16th, I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. with Andrea Jones Roy, former podcast. Andrew Heaton, former podcast. Oh, comedy dates. We're doing comedy. All right, all right. The three of us are going to be at the Beer Baron Tavern in Washington, D.C., December 16th. You can get your tickets at my website. Also, January. 11th and 12th, I'm going to be in New Mexico. I'm going to be in Hobbs, New Mexico, the 11th. Carlsbad, New Mexico, the 12th. After that, I'm going to Hong Kong, the 19th and 20th of January. Then I'm going to be everywhere around Southeast Asia. I'm going to be in Ho Chi Minh City, Hanoi. I'm going to be in Bangkok. I'm going to be in Singapore. I'm going up to Shanghai and Beijing. So that's a lot. And Philly in March. I got one date. What do you got? December 15th, I got Ruby Kaplan's winter solstice party at school. Whoa. Which is, uh, they don't call it a Christmas. It's called a solstice party. It's very pagan. <laughs> and I gotta, I'm got i bringing this up because I don't want people to come, but I, I got to bring a dish. I got to bring food. So I want people, I want fans to ensign in any ideas for things I can bring. Because Great. the dads never bring anything. It's always the moms. But you know what? We're in new times. Can you bring a turkey or is that too much like Christmas? Like that's. I think you can't bring a ham. It's got to be a secular food. You got to bring something very secular, something with no Jesus. Okay. <laughs> no Merry Christmas on it. What's a sure. good pagan food? What are they eating solstice times? Don't they? Uh, they eat like um, jack o' lanterns, <laughs> okay. I believe. All right. If anybody out there's got a good jack o' lantern recipe, <laughs> yeah. ends it to us, First baby. You have to Lost carve it America. into a jack o' lantern and then bake it. Oh, oh, that's too much work. I so, need something simple. As long as you can do that. <laughs> All right, should we get to the live pod? I think we. Sh- I think the the suspense is building. Let's play it. It's built. All right, this is so we're breaking in right here. What? Oh yeah, the last the opening few minutes. What we're gonna do is we're cutting that. Yeah. We're gonna get you straight to the loss in America. So let's start. We, we might have made some references to things sexual predators that's already dated. <laughs> They've been fresh ones now. So let's go. <laughs> it's gonna be fresh ones. All right, lost in America. Play the music. Play the music. When the music ends, we'll be in Stand Up New York. I say one thing, 
If that intro was terrible, it's because I wrote a bunch of notes down. I left in the diner next door. So it's, you know. Okay, we'll so. Forget. So anyway. As I was saying, I, my excuse is I'm new to this country. Kaplan's just lost in life. But I was lost in America. We were both lost in America this week. Because on Tuesday night, Kaplan and I went to see Liam Gallagher <laughs> from Oasis play a solo show. Yeah, you and no one else. <laughs> you're the only fan. You know, who's, Amer- who's an American accent? You're the only fan who has an American accent. It was me and Kaplan and maybe like 50 other Americans who, like white guys who look right. like us. and thousands of English. And then thousands of like dirtbag British blokes <laughs> with tattoos. People know who Oasis is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when I left America, they were like the number one band. Right. I left in 2004, or at least little, in my a world. A little prime, but yeah. So Kaplan invited me to a show on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. You're like, yeah. hey, you want to go see... Oasis, and I was like, yes, the biggest band, of course. Plus, I wanted to go because they, I had had tickets to see Oasis play in China in like 2009, or I don't know, something like that. And then two weeks before the show, the Chinese government found out that one of the guys in Oasis had been to a Tibetan freedom concert like 15 right. years earlier. They canceled the show. Yeah, you cannot play free Tibet. Tibet ruins every good band. Yeah, it's really terrible. In America, doing. coming to China. Is this what the Dalai Lama's doing, or who's... Yes! I don't know, he's not a fan of music, or whatever. <laughs> but every time I would go to see a band in China, you, at the last second, they would get canceled because of Tibet. Uh, and, and the th- irony is, I don't think, like, the Ga- Noel Gallagher's very political. Or anything. You know, people just get, let's do a show. A bunch of other bands are doing it. They do the show, and then ten years later, then Katy Perry, she just got canceled in China, same thing. She got canceled. There's no way she knows anything about Tibet. I mean, right... <laughs> no, and then also like half of the um, they just had the Victoria's Secret modeling uh, whatever thing there. They like half of the models weren't allowed to come because yeah. at some point they had been at Tibet yeah. <laughs> rally. I swear, I like I don't know. I blame the Beastie Boys for all of this. Yeah. Well, y- if you want to do a safe concert that I don't think has ever been to Tibet, you got to get into the kids' music scene. Oh yeah. So what happened? Okay. So <laughs> that's. What- this is, this, is, and this is very similar. We went, uh, Randy and I and our kids, Teddy, Ruby, shout out, five and three. Uh, they, First shout out of the night, everybody. You we, went to, we went before to warm up. It was like a week of music for me. I don't go to a lot of concerts. I was seeing Liam Gallagher. I'm a huge Oasis fan. And I was seeing a Cuckoo Kangaroo. Is that it? Cuckoo Kangaroo, which is, which is basically Teddy Kaplan's Oasis. Uh, and my son is obsessed with them because he's seen them on YouTube. Everything comes from YouTube. I've talked about this before. They see these videos. Your kids are how old? Five and three? Five and three, yeah. Okay. So, so Teddy the, knows all of his singles. The five-year-old. Yeah. He knows all the, all the hit songs. He teaches her. She, she, he's his life coach. So. Okay. So anyway, we go to the show at some place called Kingsland in Brooklyn. And first, I'm, I walk in there and I'm very excited because it's like a bar. It's, it's just like this. You walk in, there's a bar first. They have the football games on. Good start. This isn't bad. I get a drink. Yeah, like, they have a bar. I got like two drinks in me. We get right to the front, like if you're right here on the stage. But then uh, Cuckoo doesn't come out first. Of course not. They're a huge acts. They're like, they're t- they, Liam they have an opener. You. They have an opener. Yeah. Yeah, they showed up like three hours late. Well, they were, see, Liam's on the downside of his career. He was very prompt. Cuckoo, they're, on the, they're rising. They were, they kept us waiting for okay. hours. So first act is this guy named MC Lars. Anybody? Big fan. fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> big fan of MC Lars. Yeah. yeah. You know him? <laughs> Big crossover audience with Lost yeah. in America fans and MC Lars. MC Lars describe him. He looks like um, it's like Michael Rappaport crossed with like Eminem. I want to say he's a kids rapper. So just like a white guy. <laughs> a white guy. Well, he's wearing a he's wearing a giant gold chain with a Legend of Zelda cartridge, Nintendo cartridge as like the necklace. 
which is like peak Brooklyn, like hipster. I thought it was awesome. I really want to get one. So he's a hipster little kid singer? Little kid's rapper. Little kid's rapper. And like, and it's like, he doesn't just rap about anything that my kids give a shit about. It's like, he's got to rap about Edgar Allan Poe, like a raven takeoff. He's got to rap about Hans Molman from The Simpsons. I was like, I was rocking. Wait, wait, he's <laughs> rapping about Edgar Allan Poe and the children know what that is? No, it's like he's trying to brainwash them, I guess, to be smarter. I don't know. They have no idea, but they're singing along. You're right. We don't want kids smarter these, than his brainwashing. A lot of these Brooklyn parents know the words, and they're like singing in the breaks. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. So he's rocking, but the problem is we're sitting in the front row, and it's too loud. Right, we're Amateur move, right by the bass. So Teddy wants to leave. He doesn't know this band, opening act, you know. So we leave, and then we try to get back when the main act comes out, Cuckoos, and uh, we can't get to the front. And by this point, there's about, like, eight, like, girls, I'd say. How old do you say? About uh, seven years old, eight-year-old girls. Okay. We're standing on, like, the uh, barricade. So they're standing up so kids younger could not see over Wait, there. how tall is the barricade? Like three feet? It's like one of those things when you have a parade. I don't know. There's a word for it. I don't know the word. Is it like a little kid? <laughs> I had two weeks to look up the word. I haven't. But it's like little kids can't. If you stand on the low part, like you block, like, you know, it's high enough. I can see over them. Okay. I'm a giant, but. Uh, so. In the world of the cuckoos. Yeah, exactly. Five foot seven so, Kaplan is uh, a giant. My wife tries to reason. <laughs> she tries to reason with these tough Brooklyn girls. Okay. These girls are not moving. They're like, she's like. Get, can you please let everyone see? If you stand there, you're still taller than when you can see. They're not moving. One of their parents comes by, doesn't say anything. We're not, we're not seeing him. So first, I'm like, I'm going to put... Uh, uh, first of all, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And the kids want to go home. They don't know what a concert's like. I don't know what's going on, but I think that the bands are all doing blow. Because... I mean, yeah. <laughs> unlike Liam Gallagher, they come out with such energy. They come dancing on the stage. They got fanny packs on. It's, I can't describe how packed it was. This whole room would be, like, sandwiched in. Yes. Like... Like a real, like if you're seeing like an indie band, but like it's Wait, just why about does, to break. Can I ask why does fanny pack equal blow? They're because they're fucking crazy. They're like, oh, okay. they're anyone around. Wear fanny these pack? two guys who look like, uh, it, I mean, they probably they're probably groupies. They probably do well, but like it's, I can't describe these people enough. And Teddy is like freaking out. Like he's seeing celebrities, like someone on YouTube he's seeing in real life. Okay. It, it's the equivalent of like if like a teenager sees. Well, yeah. Can I ask another yeah. question? Yeah. How has he heard of these bands? Like, are they, there's, like, kids' radio that I don't know about? This band he knows from school, because apparently now they don't have a chalkboard anymore. They have a thing called a smartboard, where I think it means the teacher just pieces out and puts on videos. Oh, this is what goes yeah, yeah. Public I, school. I, they I just like put that. on, like, music videos, and the kids, like, dance. I could teach now. So, the other things he's just discovered on YouTube, by like, if you like this, you like this, like, and he knows all these groups. Um, okay. But anyway, so they come out, they're rocking. I was going to pick up uh, Ruby. She's smaller. She's three. But she's hot and says, I'm hot, and rips off her shirt. Literally, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a she three She Weinstein's the room. Yeah, she's top, well, topless, so I'm not, you're not going up, you're going down. Randy goes out to buy her some merch. I spent, the tickets are $15, unlike, we, didn't, we don't have merch, we gotta learn from them. Wow, okay. I'm not going so anyway, I pick up, I am picking Teddy the entire free concert. This is a workout way, I don't need to go to CrossFit and lose wedding rings anymore, because if you carry a kid on your shoulders for an hour while like crazy Brooklyn kids are like mosh pitting into you, that's, that's a workout. All right. Ints. Is an app. Ints is an app. Do we have the Ints people here tonight? Where's the Ints crew? <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. You guys make some noise. Ints is an app. Yeah. We got Maya. Who else? Is that it? We just we got, got Maya? Oh, we... No Bowie? Uh, Maya's running solo. All right. We got Ints people here. Ints up to 30 second vo No, no. Five, five minutes, minute five voice minutes. recordings. <laughs> it's only the 61st first one of these. This is right? episode 61 of the podcast. Get Ants. You can find it in the App Store. They also have a hot sauce out now. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Uh, Did you bring any? <laughs> technology apps and hot sauce. If you need either one of those, 
there. Talk to Maya after the show. It's a very efficient market to put them together. Let's get this show started. We have a great comedian coming to the stage. I believe he's here. Yes, he's here. This guy's hilarious, you guys. (laughs) If he's not here, just keep talking. But I believe he is. You guys, give, first of all, round of applause for Kaplan. Round of applause for the show. We're going to get it going. Thank you all for coming out. This guy, start clapping now. Keep clapping now. This guy is hilarious. You've seen him on The Daily Show. You've seen him all over the world. You're going to see him right here, right now. Everybody, give it up for Ronnie Chang. Okay, yeah. first thing with the with the because uh, I moved back a year ago, I was cool. gone for twelve years. So you're Turner, and you're, I, I haven't met you guys. We yet. haven't met so. you at all. Cool. I'm Turner. This is Kaplan. Nice it's to meet you guys. I'm I've Ronnie. Heard, I heard about you. Cool. I've heard about you too. Fantastic. That's great. <laughs> it's a good start. That's a great start. Yeah. <laughs> when I was living in China. Also, I don't like this. What's this golf? It's like yeah. we're fucking. Yeah, yeah. Let's we get a bit closer. Let's get closer. Yeah, it's like well, this is like we, a in- inquisition or something. We didn't have. Yeah. Just take over our podcast. Yeah. Why not? Is Michael here yet? Sorry, do the deal. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just acknowledging the crowd. Yeah, thanks for coming. A little, un- a little unusual it? demographic, but I'll take it. For, for me, what, I mean. What's your typical demographic? Well, not that, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for coming. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I I'm appreciate the, yeah. Thanks for coming down. I'm, I'm, I mean, not that you came for me. That's very presumptuous. They came for, for you. Say, yeah. That can't be right, right? No, All of not. these people no, are... Here. No, this is a family situation. This is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not? You guys aren't related? <laughs> oh, okay. You don't know these people? At all. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They're completely misjudged. We do dinner party style. We just have oh, people... Right. All these people are related to one of us in some way. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Cool. This is a big Thanks family reunion. All of our fans yeah, are related. Great. How about these people in the back? So, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that, that got me when I came back was yeah. the options, which is what you were talking about. Sure. The options of... Like, okay, so purple ketchup blew me away. Have you seen that in America? That Has yet, anyone yet. seen that in America? But is anyone surprised by that? Of course there's purple ketchup. There was purple here. ketchup yeah. because they ran out of the stock. If you, if red was like too easy. There was every brand of red. Right. And then once they went through every single brand of red, it's like, well, what well, can we change? The color. Right. So it just expired? And so they just no. went to purple. Wait, how long have you been away? <laughs> 12 years. 12 years, okay. Yeah, Living 2000. Where, where are you from? I'm from California. Okay. So, I lived in China. so New York is kind of alien to you anyway. I guess so. Maybe they only had that in California, the purple ketchup. No? <laughs> Never Nowhere else. Never had purple ketchup. They yeah. did have it in Florida. Oh, I went to college in Florida. That's yeah, why. I remember growing up in in Malaysia, and I mean, I, we would fucking freak out over everything like peanut butter M M S. We'd be like, look at them. They have peanut butter M M S in America. Oh, like one extra have, thing. Or that that uh that that jelly that like peanut butter and jelly, but they had the jelly in the in same the same jar. Yeah, and I was like, fuck. They 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 figured it out. <laughs> Yeah, it's they so you don't have yeah. to think about what are the ingredients yeah. or like when Oreos, you're making a sandwich. Yeah, Oreos with the double stuffing. We're like, you know, there's like so much more variety of, of poison that you could get here no. that you couldn't get back in Asia. Now I look back and it was like, oh, that stuff is not good for you at all. But back, <laughs> back then, you know, you, you, you have this like grass is always greener. Right? It's like, fuck, over there they got Oreos with like different... Different layers of stuffing. There's double stuffing. There was like green Oreos. Yeah, there was like for one, different holidays. There was one that that was like a, a tan Oreo. It wasn't the black biscuit. It was like the tan one, right? Vanilla. Yeah, whatever. It was like crazy. vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have any of this in Pennsylvania, so I don't, right. But, but I wasn't allowed to eat Oreos. Cabin's from Allentown, we would, Pennsylvania. We would like cherish right. the pop tarts. We would yes. like savor it. We will take a pop tart and we will like cut it into like four corners. 
and eat it over a week and be like, don't fucking eat this pop tart in one go. Yeah. We only had like, yeah, you have to ration yeah. the pop tarts. We were rationing pop tarts. It was crazy. And, Did and you then, toast them? You, guys, yeah. you can't toast them then. Yeah, we also yeah. had no roof over our heads and, you know, and no running water. But no, that's not true. It's just that it was hard to get that stuff. It wasn't a money issue. It was just hard to, I don't want to perpetuate that fucking stereotype. Of it was hard to like, get roofs. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you remember when certain. It was just hard to get, yeah. When certain fast food places would come. Yeah, yeah. When I was in China, all we had was McDonald's, and then like there was rumors for like six months that Burger King might be Burger coming. Burger King, yeah. And then when Burger King came, it was like a line out the door. Right. I probably should mention that I'm not from China, but I'm, I'm from Malaysia. But we're speaking to the Asian. Well, experience. Asia, whatever. Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. okay, there's differences, but sure. Um, yeah, not so. Sure, whatever. We're in, yeah, we're in America now. It's all the same. Uh, this, but no, I mean you're you're right with. I mean, McDonald's in Asia is already a different understanding of it. Like, for them, it's like a, this is, a, this is different. This is it's special. Oh, oh, it was like, yeah, it was almost like, I don't know if classy is the word, yeah. but it was... Like, KFC is like, it's is classy over there. Pizza like Hut was like a second date. Right. I mean, that's... It was yeah. like, maybe even third, maybe if yeah, you want to yeah, close the deal. Yeah, you impress someone, you know. <laughs> if you yeah. want to close the deal, right? And I remember, I remember, yeah, we would have, we have weird franchises in Malaysia. We had A&W Root Beer. Yeah. As a friend, not not the drink, as in the restaurant. Yeah, and that stopped yeah. in America, upstate. right? Upstate New York has it. We still That's have only it. one. Yeah, yeah. the A&W Root Beer. For some reason, yeah. they decided to expand in Malaysia, not Singapore. In Malaysia, Singapore, they oh maybe they had one, but it, it, A&W Root Beer was like the Malaysian. American it. restaurant. It's like a Wendy's or something. Did you it's have like, Shakey's pizza? No, <laughs> no Shakey's. I remember I went to the Philippines and they had every single fast food restaurant we have in America plus Shakey's. Shakey's I don't know. that we used to have in America. Oh, right. So they had one more than we've ever had. Right. And Philippines used to be an American colony, so it makes sense that they would... Did we have the Philippines? Yeah, you, I think you guys... Used Everyone to had the Philippines, Philippines <laughs> at some point. Yeah, American had... Right, yeah. Spain. There's a war over this, you know? you know? And they got a little bit of every language, and then yeah. they threw them all together. I'm trying to think of what other franchise made it. Wendy's, Wendy's just made it, like after I left. Little Malaysia, Caesars? Wendy's got there once you left. Little Caesars? I, not, no. Arby's? So, no. have you performed... <laughs> I guess it's true. I mean, the world unites over food. We can talk about <laughs> That's fast it. food. Yeah. So how was your wedding? The uh, Malaysian one. Oh, Malaysian one was fine. I thought it would be terrible, but it ended up okay. Yeah. How long has yeah. it been since you lived there? Um, since I lived there, uh, I left in 2005. I went to Australia in 2005. Yeah, yeah. I was living in Singapore at that time, though. Oh, you were living so, in Singapore? Yeah, yeah. So I, I left Malaysia. It's, it's difficult because Malaysia and Singapore is like Jersey, New York. Like, you don't... <laughs> okay. Like, because I come from Johor Bahru, Malaysia, which is the border town. So for me, Singapore and Malaysia is the same... Well, we had a guest on last yes. week. Jocelyn Chia, yeah. She Did said some things. It? I didn't hear it. I know her, yeah. She said She's some great. things about, about she Malaysia. She said Malaysians were lazy. Yeah, Malaysia is like the Mexico of Singapore, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. You go there to do all the shit you can't do in Singapore. Oh. Yeah. South of the border. Oh, it's the party town. Yeah, it's the... You're allowed uh, to chew gum there, for starters. It's the, yeah. it's the stuff you, like, fireworks? Yeah, come over. Yes. Do it there, yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Like super unhealthy food? Yeah, over here. So we it's got like it. the Alabama of. <laughs> That's where I get fireworks. <laughs> no, you get in Pennsylvania. You don't forget. Really? Fire. Yeah. 
I don't know. Is there an analogy in America? I don't think there's any way I can make you understand this through an American analogy. But Mexico and it's caning free Malaysia, right? Oh no, they'll cane you. Oh, they do. Malaysia. Yeah, they'll cane you. That's underreported. I feel like they should. Yeah, they don't make it. They're more low key than Singapore. The caning. Yeah, they just go. Yeah, we're just gonna low key this one. Singapore gets all the all the press for. They make a big deal about it, like the you know on Snapchat and stuff. So was the wedding? It was Chinese style or Malaysian style? Yeah, we did Chinese style. I'm I'm ethnically Chinese, so we did Chinese style in this we just had a wedding dinner so Chinese weddings are super oh we had the tea ceremony and then the the, the uh, I don't know why people laughed at that but that, yeah it's a tea <laughs> did ceremony did you do that I did yeah, yeah. He, said he did a Chinese yeah. my wife's right here my wife's Chinese oh yeah. where is she yeah, right nice here right in the front yeah, nice yeah. we saw so, China you're from. big round of applause come on what the <laughs> hell <laughs> happened to <for> this podcast <laughs> Jesus people we saw China cool. you from yeah from Suzhou cool man yeah so Nice, nice, nice Did to you have you. to give money to the all of her parents? Like I, you, there's these red envelopes, and you have to go around like bribing. The oh, family. they no, they only do that if they hate you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for the Americans, yeah, I give money to bribe. No, I bribed. Uh, I had to bribe. You know, you play that stupid gatekeeping game before yeah. you get in the bride's house. They. They yes. fucking make you do all this stupid bullshit. Yeah, I had to do that. Dances and, then I, and songs. Oh, I probably should describe that a little bit better. So the yep. morning of the wedding, you go to the bride's house and to like, I guess collect. I, I don't know what the actual term is, but you're basically meeting the bride at her house the morning of the wedding. And to get into the house, the bridesmaids, in modern context, will be the bridesmaids. They kind of stop you from entering and make you play like mini games. They vary from eating you know, wasabi or like uh, singing songs to flat out giving cash money. Yeah, it's a buy-in. So which, you did have to give money. Yeah, to, to, not to the family, though, to the gatekeep, like to oh, her same, bridesmaids. Oh, same, same, yeah, same. Yeah. You come a yeah. hill or something. Yeah. We told the story, I think, on like our second so, episode. Yeah. Oh, so you, and you, so you gave money? I had to give money, uh-huh. and then when I got through, the, the uncles, yeah. the, but it's not much, it'd be like $2. Like it was ceremonial. Oh, $1. Oh, okay, and yeah. then, and then once I got through the uncles, the aunts, I had to sing songs. So the aunts and cousins. <laughs> right, right. And the only Chinese song I knew was the national anthem. <laughs> That's... In English. I only knew it in English. Wait, that's the English version of the Chinese arise, national anthem? Arise, arise, da 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 something like that. Oh, my God. That's... So. Is that, tr- is that true? Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. You can do it in English? I didn't know that. You can do the Chinese national anthem? No, I think you song. Uh, you said the <laughs> Oh, I did. Beijing. The, yeah, the, the Beijing Olympic song. I knew that one too. Those are the two home. songs. <laughs> Beijing whiny. Just like Beijing welcomes you. That's all I knew. But you weren't in Beijing. That's so, like going <laughs> made, made in the USA is your national anthem. Yeah. Yeah, New York, I don't New know York what the analogy is. What's the... Yeah, anyway. It's doing New York, New York. In like Good effort though. So I that's appreciate it. it. No, but I can tell that you put in... You tried. I did as best as I could. Yeah, That's you tried, yeah. and I can tell you gave a fuck. I which did is, give, yes. you gave a fuck. Which is more than some people. Yeah. I didn't yeah. lose my wedding ring like he yeah, did. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Ronnie, <laughs> round of applause. Thank Thanks you for so doing much. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ronnie Chang, everybody. Thank yeah. Thanks a lot, Ronnie. Our next uh, comedian of the night, you guys, we have... Uh, is he here? Yep, he's here. Yeah. Awesome. All right. This guy is hilarious. Also from The Daily Show. Big round of applause right now. Michael Costa, everybody. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Been on another one. We'll take so, Kaplan, this is what you tennis. 
Yeah, I, I played tennis. Yeah. I, oh, you know, I, I didn't actually talk about that on stage. I, I was a former professional pl tennis player with a career high ranking of 864 in the world. That's tennis. pretty Thank good. You very much. Thank That's you. like the best American player since Sampras, though. No? That's the best American player yeah, since so Pete Sampras. Congrats. That is 100% false. <laughs> but um, well, I, I like to say I played double A right. professional. I was going to ask. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the level? I would say I played double A. I made... Um, you, you know, you would make three to four hundred dollars a week. So I take it. I'm a comic. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> that's pretty good. So I saved that up for three years, and I uh, I bought twenty percent of a car. Oh, there nice. you go. Yeah, so that's good. How many good. matches do you have to win to get to eight hundred? Um, well, in the ATP tour, you, by the way, if you guys thought Ronnie's Malaysian stuff was boring, wait till you, <laughs> we have some tennis fans wait till you dig into the details of a minor league professional tennis player. <laughs> in tennis, it's a, it's a point system. So if you win a match, if I play you and I beat, a ma and I beat you, which just looking at you physically, I, I guarantee I, what happened. You haven't seen, the, yeah. I was on the Park Hard High School tennis team, and I was the fourth guy. And, um, so just... <laughs> Uh, you, you gain, you earn one point, and then those points add up, and depending on the level of the tournament, those points can be more points, and so I ended up with 13 ATP points, and that got me to 864 in the world. Now, the number one player in the world has like 4,000 points. Do you know what I mean? So, if that yeah, makes sense. So, so then it was like, oh, all right, I don't have enough point, like stand-up comedy? I, I ran out of money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so money's a thing. Unlike team sports, no one pays your expenses, so... Uh -huh. Uh, I ran out of money, but prior to that, uh, my father, when I finished college at the University of Illinois, my dad said, okay, I'm done giving you anything, and, but I'll help you raise money if you'd like to play tennis. So I sold shares of my future earnings for $5,000 to a bunch of like really rich, stupid people. This is a genius wow. idea. Yeah, it's what a lot of, gol a lot of golfers do this. A lot of I, golfers yeah, do this. I've yep. heard of this with golf. They need yeah. to do this with stand-up comedy. Yeah, but the problem is the there's no payoff with stand-up comedy. You know what I mean? It, in tennis, you can at least maybe make a living. Here, it's like, what are, the, what are your investors going to do? Take the 6% of the zero money you're getting paid tonight? Hey, he got, one, he got one free drink. He got one free drink. Yeah, your, your investors would take half of the beer you get. I'm not even sure if I get this for free. I may get a bill on the way out of here. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's very, you know, it's very, very difficult um, making it as a professional athlete. I don't think anybody realizes how difficult it is to make it in any professional sport. I'm probably, and I'm not trying to sound like a dick, I'm probably the best tennis player you know, and I was 863 Hammer. places away from being actually good at tennis. That guy? I'll fucking <laughs> kill that guy. Not the guy eating a salad. Are you sure our lawyer? I mean, wait, I'm wait. sure he's very good, but it's just like, it, it, it's so hard. It's so fucking hard. Stand-up comedy is probably harder, but, um, but in tennis you have to also be fit. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds horrible. You know, that's, I met Michael that's, that's Chang they once. Lost I was you. taller than him. So. Yeah, you met him. yeah, Michael Chang is, signs every autograph, Jesus loves you, Michael Chang. Just uh, shut up, I Michael Chang. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is that a big fan of you guys? Or whatever. <laughs> it's not even really Chinese. He grew, up, he grew up in Las Vegas, for God's sake. <laughs> He's the jerk. So Who's what's Sammy? better? Kaplan has two kids. Kaplan played high school tennis, okay. by the way. Yeah. So okay. Doubles or singles? You're talking to an equal. Well, I, I played doubles, but that was because the coach didn't like me. Because I refused to take his Latin Usually class. Usually when so someone asks you singles or, or doubles, and then there's like a paragraph explanation yeah. answer. <laughs> I was the fourth <laughs> I don't player in the under 12. So okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> look, look I, I'm a huge advocate of the sport. It teach, uh, You're by yourself. 
Yeah. As a young boy or girl, you're problem solving. You're dealing with people that are trying to beat you and also cheating you all the time. Yeah. You call your cheat. own lines in tennis. What other fucking sport lets the 10-year-old decide <laughs> if a ball was in or out? Exactly. No, every sport has a referee. or um, Not in tennis. So I literally, as a 10-year-old, I remember Robin Whipple at the Detroit Public Park called the ball out on set point and it was in and I had a fucking meltdown and I'm crying and my dad's shoulder and he's like why don't you fucking cheat him back and that's like <laughs> well that's the lesson i learned from my dad when i was 10 yeah. but he cheated me and it was break point yeah, i hit a sweet shield. forehand cross court and it went in and he called it out but i'm over it <laughs> so, 38 years old can't th forget about robin whipple's fucking did he make it to the top 800 or no i don't know what happened to robin whipple hopefully he died of fucking aids <laughs> We'll look that up. I actually, yeah, we have news. Oh, shit. Yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah, we... in the envelope. He is dead. So would you recommend, because my son is five, he takes tennis, he's got a yeah. decent backhand, he's got my athletic genes, though, so... Well, then I would, oh, wait, recommend, so I would recommend debate or chess for your son. Oh, he's good chess. Okay. Can I be more specific on that question? Yeah, be more specific. Well, it's a two-part question. First yeah. question, did... Because tennis... There was tennis players in my high school, but it was like basketball, in terms of getting girls. Right. Oh, Lacrosse. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Football, and I don't think it helped wrestling. Kaplan that much. No, yeah. it actually hindered. Was it good for you? <laughs> or did you mix? Ten did you tennis is, uh, look, if you're, if you're good at anything, it's better than not being good at, any, at something. You should play singles, for starters. Right, but tennis, <laughs> no. Tennis is a country club sport. It's seen as, it's not a good get chick sport. No. Right. It's a good... Um, Problem-solving sport, good networking sport. You're like you know, probably all your teammates are gonna like own tax audit firms or something at some point. That's good for the capitalists. That's good. Yeah. But in high school, no, people are gonna make fun of you and they're gonna call your son a pussy and oh. uh, you know. But you mean you hit you hit a felt ball. <laughs> all right. Love is one of the scoring units. <laughs> You know, I absolutely love tennis. It's the, I think it's the greatest sport that exists, truly. It's anaerobic. It's mental. There's no clock, so you never know when it's over. I like that you have... It's, it's in, independent. It's problem-solving. But it, it's wealthy. Look, do you know why the scoring's complicated? Because when the elite French and English invented the game, they didn't want the poor people to learn it. So they made scoring and numbers complicated so the peasants wouldn't learn their sport. It's rooted in... Elitism. Yeah. All right, that's in. the fucking. It, that's it's, the whole point of it. It's really hard to explain to a five-year-old the scoring system. Correct, yeah. and that hurts like, the sport. But it's also really hard to explain to a poor person, and for that, I'm thankful. <laughs> You're right. We have that because I'm rich. So from this pod. All right. So he's gonna. That's why Serena and Will That's why Serena and Venus are such an amazing story that off that the, that the average tennis fan doesn't realize because they grew up in fucking Compton right. with no resources, and tennis was the sport. It's crazy, like it's and it, it's it's they're they're amazing. So, anyways, I love the sport. You should put your kids in tennis. I don't know where the fuck you'd put them in in New York. What R Roosevelt Island courts? So you can pay two hundred and eighty-five dollars an hour? No, you move out of here and you go to fucking Michigan, where life is easier. All right, we're gonna move to Michigan. What are you just hitting the ball all winter long? Is it indoor? Or what are you indoor doing? against the garage? You know, yeah. I mean. So did you play internationally at all? I played all over. Uh, I played. So when your ranking is as shitty as mine, back then you would fax into the International Tennis Federation and they would tell you what tournaments you got into. So I'm not getting into fucking Moscow and London and, you know, Mexico City. I'm getting into Jeju Island, South Korea. 
Yeah. I'm getting into Zihuatanejo, Mexico, which if that city sounds familiar, it's because that's where Andy Dufresne escapes prison to in the Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. Shout out. Um, oh, <laughs> deep Canada. I mean, you know, one time I played in Mexico, I showed up and they were painting the lines on the court. I mean, I'm, it's, it, it was brutal. With Coke. With, with Coke, <laughs> correct. With cocaine. So I wish. Are there groupies there? Is any, any there, There's a lot of people. You, you go to the same restaurants over and over again because one, your athletes are they keep the same patterns, especially if they win. You don't change anything, so you end up going to the same diner off the same highway in the middle of fucking you know Yucatan, Mexico, and you end up meeting some like uh, waitress who's always there, and then, yeah, so you do you have sex with those people. All yeah. right. <laughs> Michael Costa, everybody. to the news. This is our final segment of the night, and then everyone else will get out of here. All right, you guys. Oh, we also have a very special guest joining us for the news. It's a comedian uh, who also, we think, has something to do with Bitcoin. Yeah, which we don't know anything about, so maybe we can help. We, we just went out about this. Coming oh, yeah. to the stage, James Alterad. Everybody put your hands together. Do we have the music? I guess so. That's us. So, what, what's, your, what's your background with Bitcoin? <laughs> or you have like because we were talking about Bitcoin last week on the yeah. podcast we had no idea what very it was. unintelligently we round of applause about. if you know what Bitcoin is or if you bought it it's ten thousand oh. dollars says dude to the left how much of it do you own I own some yeah oh my that god a you're rich. someone says some <laughs> that means you're rich everyone no. all right well then you might have this because you know something about technology first news story of the week Sophia the wait Sophia the world's first <laughs> Robot citizen wants to have a baby. Okay, Sophia, she's made several, she has made several mainstream appearances on television, including NBC's The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. No Sophia, it's like this robot that looks like a human. Have you seen it? I, I have seen pictures. Okay, yeah. and you know, you're a technology dude. So, <laughs> I guess they programmed her with actual, like, so they connected her to the internet or something. I don't know what I'm talking about. But somehow she has, like, real thoughts and feelings. Yeah, bullshit. Okay, <laughs> no? what do yeah. you think? There's, there's absolutely no fear of a robot revolution. No? It's all totally imagination. Okay, there's but there no is a fear of a robot wanting a robot, to have a baby. A robot that was programmed by a human to say, I want to have a baby. No. That's it. Oh, that's what you think? That's all so it is. So you don't need to use birth control with this robot. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about okay. birth control Just with this robot. Kaplan, what do you think? Well, I was watching a, a video today about these robots in England that are like called sex robots. Okay. They're like designed for people like who want to have sex with robots. So this, when I saw this why, article, why were you reading about this? Because <laughs> I'm married. No. Just, <laughs> like, do you read about? Do you used to read this about? This is balloons? research for the research podcast, for the podcast. Bro, I'm Constantly Bitcoin. researching news stories. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. You're getting prepared. I got a the bandana on everything. So, <laughs> no, um, so I, I, I don't know. What do you think? I think. Uh, this seems like a real threat. Here's what. Here's the <laughs> threat. Because you know, well, no, there's I can. Threat to women, there's, a lot, there's a lot of babies running around that could be threatening. I can tell you what the threat is. Because first she wants to have a baby, then she wants to have an abortion, and then how do we no. know if a robot's allowed to have no. an abortion? No, that's the Supreme Court. The real threat is 13 years later, some robot baby is going to want you to go to a ballet recital, <laughs> and those fucking suck. Because no grown man wants to go 
to, wakes up and thinking, thinks in the morning, oh, I can't wait to go to my, uh, see a bunch of 13-year-olds do a ballet recital, particularly robot Especially a robot. Her, wait, have you seen robot ballet, though? It could be. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. So finally, to couldn't close that... Couldn't there be a punishment for like guys are who are her sexual predators? What? Like It's like a methadone. You get like a robot. And you go off to a, yes. You go off to seclusion with your to robot. wean yourself off of sexually yeah, assaulting know. humans. Yeah, I don't know. No, right, I'm in. Just it out. Yeah, I don't okay. think the, I don't think the audience You're is in. <laughs> let me just let me just say on that news report though, just as a technologist, artificial intelligence hasn't actually improved in about 25 years, Ooh. and just computers are faster, so they seem like they appear to be uh, uh, having some sort of intelligence, but they don't. It's like zero. It's okay. all statistics. Huh. All right, well, that's I'm the not, end of that news I, yeah. story. <laughs> so, bad news story. <laughs> bad news story. F- fake Next. Voting. <laughs> Last story of the week. This comes from, from The Hill, okay? Yeah. Reputable news source, I believe. I'm not sure. The Navy, oh, here we go. Navy acknowledges pilot drew male genitalia in the sky. Did anyone see this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. There's a theme here, right? This guy took, uh, he's a Navy pilot. Top Na- gu- name Harvey Weinstein. Named Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. He's, he's, Harvey did have a private plane. He took an airplane and, and whatever, the jet fuel that comes out the back, whatever that is, he made a loop and made it look like a dick in the sky. And then the, and then, and then the Navy had to apologize for this. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? So Donald Trump's president, North Korea fires a missile. The stock market hit all-time highs today. But that's the headline in the news. Exactly. Male it's all related. In this guy. It's, it's all connected. It's the confidence yeah. of the country's like, great again. It's like we can even draw genitalia in the sky, so we're not worried about North Korea. We can do anything. Well, which, is, yeah. more, like, which is more impressive. We're just like orgasming yeah. on North Korea metaphorically here. I like it too. I agree with you. <laughs> well, that's what, if Trump did that as a, when North Korea tests a missile, we just send a... Penis to just the like, sky. We just had a penis like a really there. big penis to the sky. That's. I think I know what you're both getting at. I think what you're saying is that we need to take that penis in the sky and send it and do it over North Korea. I, I think you got what we were getting at. That's, yes. We we worked on that. We worked on that yeah, beforehand it was okay. back there. I was like a, it. We we planned it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that is the podcast, everybody. Thank you all, all right. for coming out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I am Turner Sparks. I'm. Uh, Captain, right? Cap, what should we do? Uh, get lost. Get lost, right. everybody. That's all. Thank you all for coming the, out. Gotta go check the Sixers score. That's it. That's a live podcast. So thank you to everyone who came out. Like we said, we're going to do another one in March. Look for that. There's going to be more. Go to lostinamericapod.com. Listen here. We will tell you. Cap, how'd you feel? <coughs> I lost my voice doing this podcast. So I put my, everything out there. Yes. I hope people enjoyed it. I gave you my soul. You have coughing fits yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm, but I thought it was great. I didn't. The biggest adjustment I had, I've never been on a stage before. The lighting was like in my face. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't know like that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. I was just, but it was actually better. You don't. I didn't have to picture people naked. Yeah, I couldn't see them exactly. So there was no. It could, you know, just like just go with the flow. Pretend I'm in the studio, and uh, 
I think it went well. I, I thought it was right? great. I thought our guests were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they were hilarious. Once again, sorry about the, the sound quality. As you can tell, the more people laugh, the more the sound like topped out. It was so ironic. So that's an adjustment. Yeah. We can fix it for next time. Yeah. But for this one, we just figured for you, the super fans, if, this, if you're listening right now and this is your first time ever hearing our podcast, first of all, you're probably not still listening at this point. <laughs> but if you are... Yeah. Listen to the other episodes. You'll get a feel for it. But this one, if you're, if you're, this is for our hardcore fans. Yeah, there's nothing like the live experience. So come out next time. We're gonna, you, you, you're gonna t- be able to tell people that you saw history. Exactly. Next time we're gonna sell the place out. Yes. We're gonna burn the place down. We might have sold it out this time. No one knows. Oh right, we did sell the place. We sold out, out baby. <laughs> we sold out. So that's it. Thank you to Stand Up New York. Thank you to Michael Costa. Thank you to James Altered. And Bitcoin. Yeah, thank you to the. Hopefully, he's going to pass us some of that Bitcoin if uh, this episode blows up. Exactly. And thank you to Ronnie Cheng, who's going to be back on our podcast very soon. We're going to do a full episode with him. He wants to really get more into depth with us about the food differentials between countries. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we do more, enough of that. More into the fast. We got to get into Tony Romo's, and uh, <laughs> and we. I don't even think we got to Little Caesars, so you know, we, <laughs> Dairy we got, Queen. <laughs> well, I mean, the list continues. The list can go on and on Charles and on. Charles Jr. Yeah. So what a burger. Do, and by, I feel like Sonic. A, <laughs> <laughs> I, we would come back around to Arby's, which I don't even, you know, it was so easy. I feel like a band, by the way. Like, we came out for an encore here. This is our encore. This is a, like, we left the fans. You played off the walk-off music, and here we are. We're back. Giving the people what they want. So do I have to say it again? Yes. All right. For real this time, New York City, the world. What should we do, Kaplan? That's it. What should we do? Get lost. Get lost. Who cares about